Good evening. We're thankful to have everyone that's here. I'd like for everybody to keep your seat. If you don't want me to speak to you in the back, you'll certainly have to sit down and behave yourself. If you back there are going to talk, prevent this message from getting to that lost soul, I'll certainly have to call your attention to it. I hope that I can see every person in the face that's back there, both boy and girl. And I hope that I can see these up here in back of me. And if I hear or see anyone talking, I shall certainly call your attention to it. And I might call your name. I don't believe that we should come to the house of worship and whisper and talk. Especially when the message is getting over to that lost one. That blessed Redeemer who died on the tree for you and I, that we might escape that awful place called hell. And if there's anybody back there right now, right now, wants to pray, feel like as if you want to get in touch with God, will you please just stand up and come up? Right now. You don't have to wait till I preach. You don't have to wait till we sing. Just any time that you feel like you need the altar, come on, will you? Come on. Personally, that's what I'm here for. There may be a lot of folks here just for a big time. There might be just a lot of folks right here just say, uh, uh, just like to see folks and have a big time. I'm here, loved ones, that we might be able to save somebody from that awful place called hell. Suppose God would send an angel in that door tonight. Say unto that angel, if you can find 20 people here with my spirit in their hearts, I won't destroy this building or these people. And as he walked in and he looked around, he couldn't find 20. And the angel of the Lord would say, If I could just find ten, would you save it? Our God would say to him, yes, I'll save it if you could just find ten people in this house with my spirit in the heart. That happened once. That happened once. Into a much bigger crowd than this. Into one of the largest cities of its day. Thousands of people were in that city couldn't find five people. That whole city. Surely they had churches. Surely they had priests. Surely they had preachers. Surely they claimed to be worshiping God. (coughs) But did they have the Spirit of God in their heart? You and I alone, no other man can worship God except out of a pure heart. Everybody that claimed who worshiping God is not worshiping God. Just call their holy service. You only worship God out of a pure heart. I'd like to speak tonight on a future home. You've heard much about heaven. It's a wonderful place. And God's people and God said his people was a peculiar people. 
by carrying Deuteronomy. I heard a sister say today that God's always had a people. If you don't believe that, I don't believe you could believe this. He says here in the sixth chapter, I mean the sixth verse of the uh, seventh chapter of Deuteronomy, for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Now, that was a good ways back, wasn't it, in Deuteronomy, that he was talking to his people. Thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. A people who had the Spirit of God in their heart and life, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they couldn't be holy without it. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people. Now, loved ones, the Lord thy God has chosen us to be a special people, a holy people. All of his people that he chose, everyone that he calls and ordains them to be the people that he wants them to be, loved ones, he has chosen them from out of the world. You haven't chosen him, but he has chosen you to be a special people, to be a peculiar people. Some people think that he has chosen us, and after we get in, why then we can look like the world, we can dress like the world, we can act like the world, and do most anything like the world, and still be a sanctified person. Oh, you might belong to this church. Sure, you might come to the camp. Sure, you might go along and kneel down and pray. Sure, you might get to the stand and testify. Sure, you may do all of these. But God examines the heart through his word. And you'll know a tree by its fruits. You'll know a tree by its fruits. I'm not to judge no man, but the Word of God will judge. Now, God wants us to be a peculiar people, a people that's set apart from the world. And he said, if the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not there. And yet you can love the world and claim it all the same time. There is a place. For all disobedient people. And in Proverbs, he said, Hell and destructions are before the Lord. And hell is moved to meet thee at thy coming. And hell this night is full of professors. People who claim to be all types of religions. People who claim to be everything under the sun practically and worshiping God. Even false preachers are in there. And all classes and kinds of people are in there tonight. Not waiting for a resurrection to come. They're there tonight. 
And if they could speak to you, my friend, they would say, shun this awful place, call hell. They would beg you and plead with you to take a, the advantage of this opportunity, this night, to fall on your bending knees at an altar of prayer and find God to the saving of your soul. Your preacher's not going to save you. Your church is not going to save you. Your donations are not going to save you. Your works are not going to save you. There's nothing that you can think of that can save you from hell but that son, Jesus Christ. I don't care what it is. When you die, you're going to be just as poor as I am. Maybe a little poor. Let's see if we can't shun that place called hell. Let's see if we can't shun it. Let us examine our lives. Let's close our minds to the things that is around us. Let us put ourselves into a closet, as it were, and examine ourselves. When I was back home, did I lie to my brother? When I was back home, did I see my brother? When I was back home, did I tell him something that it wasn't just like that? I deceived him just to bring my point out. Here's an offer if you did. And you better get to it. I don't care what you claim. Whether you were the preacher, the layman, or whoever you were. Whether you're in this church or some other church. Doesn't make any difference. If you have lied, if you have misrepresented, if you have told falsehood, if you have mistreated your brother, if you beat him, if you've cheated him, if you've done all manner of evil against him and done things against him that you would not have him to do against you and you know it's wrong and your conscience condemned you, there's an altar. You better get to it. Repent and repent quickly, saith by God. If you don't, I'll remove from you your candlestick. It's a dangerous thing. One of the most dangerous things in life is how you conduct yourself as a sanctified person. Amen. What God has said unto one, he says unto all. May God help me through his spirit to speak unto every soul that's here this night. Not separate those that don't belong to this church to somebody else. But put everybody in the same boat and preach to them the gospel and ask them to repent and shun that awful place called hell. It's a pitiful sight in life. You can carry your pride, you can carry your weight, you can carry your stature, you can carry your appearance through your church through your business, through your life. But God said here in Isaiah, in the 15th verse of the 14th chapter, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. You can't prosper. They're coming into all those things. When you and I disobey the gospel, when you and I disobey the knowledge of this church, who is founded upon the gospel, we're standing on dangerous ground. Standing on dangerous ground. And if you have or have a heart to do so, 
you better repent and repent quickly. Do you have enmity in your heart against any man? Do you? I don't care whether it's your brother in the church or whether it's the vilest sinner in the world. I don't care how what he's done to you, if he's slapped you, if he's cursed you, if he's cheated you, if you got anything in your heart against him. If you have, you better repent. Love your enemies. Do good to them that despitefully use you. If he slaps you on one side of the face, turn the other cheek. If he, set, if he sues you for your coat, give him your coat also. God says, Revenge is mine, and I'll repay, saith the Lord. Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. And this is hell. All your kings of your nations and all walks of life and people, hell is moved to meet them and it's consuming them day by day. Thousands of them is going into eternity. My God said here, have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? Oh, my man, does God have any pleasure in your death? God has no pleasure in your death. To be carnal-minded is death. That's the death that he's speaking of. He has no pleasure in that death. It would... It's his own good pleasure, my friend, to give you the kingdom. He wants you to have it. Saith the Lord God, and not that thou, and not that he should return from his way of life. God don't take any pleasure in death or your sinful way of life. But he takes great pleasure in you deciding and making a decision that you're going to be like the prodigal son, that you're going to come home to the Father's house. Come home to Father's house. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. God going to send his angel and gather out and separate everything that offends. You're not going into portal lands of glory with the things that offend the kingdom of God. One of the most, one of the things that I think that people is defended mostly into uh, is disobedience. I have found it all the way down the line in reading the scriptures, just disobedience. What right has he got to tell me what to do? Just don't want to obey. Just disobedience. Wonder what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. Just what did they do? 
Did they play cards? Did they go to the show of Chewbacca? Did they build houses and cheat people? All they did was disobey God. All they did was disobey God. That's all it takes for you and I this night to miss heaven is disobey God. Right, disobey God. Whoosh tonight that I could grab the veils and pull them aside, those large, huge curtains. Just pull them aside and let you see into hell and see the weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Crying and praying, oh Lord, oh Lord. Send somebody back to yonder's world. I got a brother, I got mother, I got a father. I got neighbors, I got sons, I got daughters. Will you warn them and tell them not to come to this place? Will you please? They have some sanctified folks back there. If they won't hear them, they wouldn't hear one though he rose from the dead. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. What he says unto one, he says unto all. He don't care anything about who your mama is and your papa. He don't care anything about your family or what your name is. No, he don't. He not care anything about that. If the spirit, the shadow of his son doesn't cover you, you'll never get into the portal lands of glory. All he knows is his son, Jesus Christ. When you walk up before the gates, as it were, and the son of God reveals himself, you're overshadowed with him, I'll say, my friend, you'll enter in. <clears throat> we have much trouble in life. We'd like to always pick up the good side. We'd always like to stroke everybody on the back. We always like to tell everybody that they're going to heaven. We like to tell everybody, do the best you can. You'll make it all right. We like to tell people when they misrepresent things, well, that ain't no worse than what so-and-so done. We like to help people all we possibly can. But you're not helping people if you don't warn them to flee the raft. You're not helping folks if you don't warn them to flee the raft. You're not helping your brother or your sister or your neighbor or that sinner boy out there to keep on going like he's going. Just come on in and join the church and you'll be all right. You're not helping him that way. Preach the everlasting gospel to him. When he does come in, what kind of teaching is he going to have? What kind of teacher, mama? Daddy, are you going to teach that girl and that boy when they come to the altar and get converted and sanctified? How are you going to teach them? Teach them to love the world? Or teach them that it's harm to love the world? Teach them to dress proud and dress, dress like the world? Or teach them that it's harm to do that? 
Are you going to make dancing skirts for them at school to go to school and dance in? Are you going to get a pair of these sheeny-looking britches and put on to them to go out to school and mingle out there in the game with? Are you going to take them by the moving picture and pull them out and you go to church and then you're going to come on back and pick them up? What are you teaching your child when he's growing up? Are you teaching them to put on things and dress them so that Bombay, when they do get sanctified, you got to tell them take it off? Woe be unto you, mothers and fathers. Hell is moved to meet thee at thy coming. Have all the profession you want. Claim anything you want. Jump high as you please. Sing as good as you please. Preach like Paul if you want to. But I say unto you, you, God is not going to allow you to bring nothing into the kingdom that will defile it. Nothing that will defile this kingdom. My God said he even hated a proud look. Even hated a proud look. It's pitiful. But I want to tell you, that dear sister, I hate to said to that little girl about getting sanctified. And she said, I just want to have a little more fun yet dancing. Presently, the child was taken sick, bad off, praying for sanctified folks come and pray with her. Too late, too late, I'm lost, I'm lost. Mother, father, I don't care how old your child is. As long as it's under your roof, stick their feet under your table, will you, by the help of God, be boss? Keep things out that you know that removes, destroys the atmosphere of holiness. Anything that distracts, destroys the atmosphere of holiness, keep it out. Don't be partakers of it. The people that shuns them things, you can tell it by their testimony. People that indulges in them things, you can tell it by their testimony. I want to tell you, there is a home called hell. And I want to tell you, if you don't change and you don't get the Spirit of God in your heart and life and you don't live for Him, I don't care who you are or where you come from, that will be your future home. God is not going to allow you or me or nobody else to defile heaven. And when you're buried in the ground, the old earth won't purify either. The way a tree falls, so shall it lie. And if you don't get purified here by the Spirit of Christ, you're just lost throughout all the ceaseless ages of eternity. What a pity. How many shall follow their presumptuous ways by reasons of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of? And through covetousness shall they be thin's words, made merchandise of you whose judgment now the long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sin, 
but cast them down to hell and deliver them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto the judgment and spare not the old world but save Noah and the eight persons and preach righteousness bringing in a flood un upon the world of ungodly a world of ungodliness God brought a flood upon it thank God he had one man that was a preacher of righteousness and I don't believe he could preach right I don't believe he'd been a preacher of righteousness if he had carnality in his heart he was a preacher of righteousness they made all kinds of fun at him but he kept right on preaching and warned them about the flood and that's the way we are today we keep on warning you, we keep on telling you, we keep on preaching to you, we keep on telling you how little off the place you're headed for, and then you just ignore it. What are you going to do about it? It's your soul. It's your soul. This boy with a soul was sitting back there one time. I was in a troubled world. I was in a sea of sin. But somebody preached to me. And thank God one day I heard it. Something got hold of me. Something got hold of me. And I'll never forget the day, the hour, the time, the place, and the feeling I got. And I've never waved or changed, but I pray and hope that I've grown in the knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and passed the campus of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are. I told you to be preachers down there, didn't I? I don't want to be no false prophet. I don't want to be no false prophet. Mm -mm. I don't want to be churchanity. I don't want to have a certain church, and it's my church, my church, my church, my church, and my church, and my church. If my church that I belong to slips by the wayside, I want to keep forward on. I want to mark. I want to press forward to the mark of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. I want to follow in His footsteps. Who did no sin? He was guile found in His mouth. I remember when I was at the altar in Birmingham, Alabama, 49th Street, praying and praying and praying. I came in my mind many, many steeples, big ones, tall ones, little ones. And it represented a lot of churches. Something spoke to me just as clear while I was at the altar. He said, I stand in the midst of them all. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I tell you, this boy set his mind and his affection on him. And I said, Lord, you and you only do I want. I'm not after church. I'm after you. You're the one I want. I got it. I got it. Some people here tonight was right there when I got it. 
And he said unto me, it, and he said unto me, it is done. God don't take his word back. It's done. I am Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the first the fountain of the water of life freely. Give it to you freely, my friend. Are you thirsty tonight for salvation? Do you want God in your heart and life? Are you tired of that sinful life? Are you tired of miseries and woes in that heart of yours? Would you like to have a peace? Would you like to have contentment in that heart of yours? I say, my friend, if you do, you can have it. Go out easy, please. <clears throat> you can have it. It's for you. My God standing this night with outstretched arms, saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor in heaven laden, and I'll give you rest. And I will give you rest. Rest for what? That weary soul of yours. Oh, how you lie down at night, and the deeds that you've done that day rolls through your mind. And then we see a thunderstorm coming up, and here it is lightning and thundering. You say, oh, if the lightning would strike me and take me out into eternity, I'd be lost, lost, lost. But friends, get God in your heart. And you can say, well, Father, if you see fit to take me, it's all right any time. Right. And your peace will be sweet. With a consolation, with an assurance to know that when this life is over, you have a home over yonder, not made with hand, but eternal into the heavens. I say, friends, that's worth everything in life. You haven't got nothing that's worth a home in heaven. You haven't got anything. I don't care what you're worth. It's worth a home in heaven. Why not sell out tonight and purchase that pearl of great price? Why not gather up all your pearls and all your desires and all your wants and hand them over to God and say, oh, I'll give you these for that pearl of great price. For salvation, I'll give you these. Son and daughters, give me thine heart. Give me thine heart. I wonder how many people there is tonight that don't belong to this church, would you raise your hand? Just raise your hand. That's it. Put them up. Put them up. I want to see them. I'd like to know how many hands tonight, how many people out there tonight would say, Brother, will you remember me when you pray? Would you raise your hand? That's right. Put them up. May God bless you. 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 Brother, pray for me tonight. How many over here in this corner back here can I see would like for me to pray for you? You want us to pray for you? Would you raise your hand? May God bless you, son. Someone else. May God bless you. May God bless you. How many people tonight would like to escape that awful place called hell? Everybody. Who wants to escape that awful place called hell? Everybody wants to escape it, don't it? There were some hands that wasn't raised, but I'm sure you want to escape it too. Oh, if we could pull the curtain back, let you look into that awful place called hell, where thousands upon thousands and teens of thousands of people down there of all walks of life is in there. 
Though 10,000 years rolls by, yet their torment has no less. No less days to spend into eternity, being tormented with those flames, the Bible says, forever. That's a long time, folks. But they tell me about a place that's called heaven, a beautiful place. Oh, where the streets are paved with gold, where there's peace, where there's joy, where there's happiness, where there's singing on the old hillside. I want to go there, don't you? I want to go there. How many wants to go there tonight when you raise your hand? May God bless you. I want to go there, don't you? They tell me of a city that's bright and fair, a city fair, a city where peace and joy is. I want to go there, don't you? How much would you give tonight to go there? How much money would you give? How much of your possessions would you give to go there? My God says, give me all and you can go. Just sell out and give me all and you can go. Then after you give him all you've got, and you've sold completely out, I want to guarantee you tonight that you'll get a hundredfold more for everything that you give it. All the sorrows and woes of the, the world that you cut loose and give up, everything that you give up, I'll guarantee you, my boy, my girl, my mother, my father, my friend, that you'll get a hundredfold more in this life than what you give up. A hundred more. I want to go there, don't you? Everybody in this house that wants to go there, everybody in this house that feel the need of prayer, while we stand and sing that song of invitation, I don't want nobody to go out. I don't want a soul to leave this building. I want, want no disturbance. I just want you to stand up in your seat. And everyone that wants feel the need of prayer, will you just come up and let's pray. I want these people here to clear the altar away, and I want us to sing that good old song, Why Not Tonight? Let's sing.